0: Beckman Unleashed podcast number 29. We and, are live. And we're live. All right. Ready, Eric? Here's here's what I'm gonna Actually, going to... Actually, hold on. With.
1: I'm not ready yet. Hold on a second. All right. Okay, now I'm ready. Go ahead.
0: Here's what I want to talk about. We are people, my clients, everybody I see, people watching this podcast to a lesser degree. Everyone gives their dog too much attention. You have to get in the habit, some of you who have poorly trained dogs, you have to get in the habit of withholding attention and touching of your dog. You want to know why Prince's and Bosco were some great dogs? It's because I understood this concept of there is a time and a place when your dog comes over to you and sits on you or puts its head on your lap for you to say, go lie down. And the dog walk away sad. I know it sounds mean. You're heartless. I know. I get it. I'm, I'm in the business of helping clients and YouTube viewers to have better trained dogs and to fix dog problems. If you have a rescue that just showed up to your house, didn't just show up, but you rescued them. And now they're at your house. I'm not saying to do this. If you have a eight week old dog, I'm not saying that to, to do this or a six month old dog. Your one-year-old dog who launches itself at people coming into your home, you should be doing this. Your your dog that launches itself at you and jumps at you and says, I love you so much and I'm going to jump on you, you should do this. There is a tremendous amount of power in withholding attention, not love necessarily, but withholding touching and attention and eye contact from your dog. If you make your attention A little more valuable there is huge benefits in that dog problems will go away
1: can i ask a question yeah so let's just say one of your kids is having a party at their house and there's a punch bowl there do you just kind of walk in and just take the punch bowl and walk out the door do you do that on no really often no no okay are they allowed to have fun yes okay i'm just curious oh
0: okay um your dog can have fun we're not talking about fun you think you think your dog coming over and and jumping on you or petting you is like it's not fun it's demanding of attention and you they don't even know they're doing it they just know that person gives me everything i want whenever i want it and the touching and jumping on you and being close to you is this thing that they Need and if you withhold it, then they seek your attention in other ways. If you give it all the time, if you shower them all the time, go shower your partner with love every second she needs it and she demands it, and go and just do it all the time. And you're told to do that, but I dare you to do that. And then call me in five years when. That man or that woman has left you. I didn't have to
1: bring it up. I didn't even have to bring up the relationship thing. You
0: you went right there that quick. Okay. I didn't mean to go right there, but I'm going right there. I'm tell no, no. Oh, but but if you just give your wife everything she wants, she'll be a happy woman. Okay. Just shower her. Just and give her a back massage every single night and a foot massage every single day. And just And, and then, and then your, your husband just do everything you, he ever wants you to do and never push back and call me in five years.
1: I dare you and tell me how happy your marriage is. So if I put on my financial cap here, um, one of my economics classes talked about supply and demand. Yeah. Sounds like this is what's happening here is when you supply so much and i know there's it's actually like quantity supplied but all the people in the comments don't talk about this but you supply so much affection that the demand for affection goes down yeah it's supply. So it's, it's same supply for dogs again. you're saying same for same, same. Is true. that relationships or your relationship? What do you, what my do you, my relationship? I'm just curious. It's all relationships. Okay. No, Everyone. everyone's different. Every okay. dog's
0: different. I said, this doesn't apply for rescues. You could argue there are certain humans in your life that need it for reassurance. And then there's people who it doesn't apply to rescues, to withhold it. They need to feel safe in your home. Babies need to feel safe. Uh, my first child, the nurses, which I thought was a little weird. And to this day, I think it's weird. The nurses are like, take your, you got to take your shirt off. There's a bunch of nurses around and they, I, t- I thought it was cause I was like, kind of looking buff. And they they thought you were take looking your shirt good. Off. Yeah. That's still what I think to this day, a little bit, I was in better shape 14 years ago. They go take your shirt off and then I put the baby on. Right, It's about safety. It's about touch. It's important. Your one-year-old dog, it is not that important anymore for you to stroke them all the time.
1: Yeah. Not, not to shoot you down, but they made me take my shirt off. Uh, uh, then
0: it doesn't apply so what I, I thought know. it did.
1: And you know. You're like Greek god Joel
0: Beckman, yeah. right? So, th- th- so the attention thing. I'm I'm telling you, I know it's weird. I, you might think it's tough. You might you might not want to. Your dog comes up for love, and you tell him, go lie down. There's there's no promise of attention from you when they want it. And you have been telling them to go lie down. There are benefits to it, especially if you've never done it. And you will see those benefits benefits almost immediately. It's weird. I can't totally explain it. The supply and demand thing is kind of the best way to put it mm. a little bit in concrete terms. There is something that happens when you do this with a difficult dog, with a demanding dog, with a dog of a certain age, essentially nine months, but definitely a year to two years, you start doing this. You don't need to do this at two years old because you started it at a year and that dog goes out in the world and is just a little more respectful of you as a human being. There's something in their heart and in their mind and in their body that says, that says, this guy's not a pushover. They don't say that. It doesn't come out like that, but it's an, or there's, there's, He's valuable. Organisms just have this inner play. Right. He's valuable. Yeah. He's valuable. He's important. He's dominant. He's whatever you want. Organisms, husbands, wives, children, kids, coworkers, dog to human, dog to dog, that they sort of understand certain things. And when things are withheld, other things happen. And think about the availability,
1: right? That if you maybe have a friend you have three friends right and two of them you hang out with all the time And one of them you just he never can hang out he's always so busy he always has stuff going on if he's like hey you know i, I got some free time you want to go out and catch a movie You'd Be like oh he's available right yeah whereas the other two you're hanging out with them all the time you're like whatever who yeah cares. Right?
0: you're dating a girl she doesn't get back to you you know what most people do they more try it, they try it more they try right. it more as opposed to the wise thing to do would be to walk to walk away and go she ain't interested well that's not what happens yeah it's never what happens hmm. the yeah. opposite happens 99 of the time why is that is it healthy for them to keep wanting no it's just the way it is we can fight nature or you can get your dog better trained in all aspects of life how about when you walk in the door Oh, oh! I don't give my dog attention when he walks in the door. Yeah, well, d- your dog's getting its attention. It's jumping at you. It's sometimes yeah. getting to your chin. It's still touching you. That's why I love my jumping method. I love it maybe more than any other method that I do, and it's called the shed method. I'm walking in, and I'm doing high knees w- with my gait, my normal gait, and I'm going, it's
1: it's not. Deon Sanders style, just pushing right through? Dion
0: does high legs. His he does like a high, high step. Leg. Yeah, he does yeah. a high step. I'm talking high knees. And then you want some more advice in life? Yeah, yeah, I do. Don't. What do you got? Don't. Don't. This is a tough one. It's a tough one, guys. Don't say hi to your kids first. Go say hi to your husband and wife first. It's not easy. What if they're one? You're. Give them a little hi hi little baby hi yeah, little baby like, you just and, then, for five and then and then and then and then go hug your wife you know why your children are a product of that relationship hmm. and they should know that they are a product you love your wife or your husband they are they are number one to you and the children are number two to you now why are they gonna believe that probably not because we're all gonna shower them because with so lying. much love but it's 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 important for them to Maybe think it for a minute. Hmm. It's real. So, someone told me, Have that you ever heard about ago. that book? I did not invent that. Called,
1: I think it's Robert Green, The 48 Laws of Power. Have you no. heard about that? Mm-mm. Oh man. Okay. What does it say? Uh, it's messed people up because it's called The 48 Laws of Power, I believe. And the idea is that some of them are a bit like, I don't know if it's malevolent is the right word, but these different. Laws of power, but one of the laws of power is an example just off the top of my head, has to do with not speaking a lot. Now, obviously, if you're yes, on a podcast, that's that. difficult. But the idea would be the strongest guy in yeah, the room, the powerful it? people right. are going to be say fewer words. Yep. Right. And they have it's to common. say less. Um, it gets a bit more complicated than that because there's like, especially in like corporate situations where there's there's other elements at play that even if you're not powerful. By nature that if you have like a powerful position you're automatically right you gain some of that right it's like me with dog training like i'm a powerful dog trainer why because i'm sitting next to joel right you know okay so and i read that comment to you guys i thought it would be funny to have me train a dog uh live on live on tv or whatever so that's definitely not going to happen it might we might do it but let's let's button this up yeah yeah so how did, let's think. Did I how. say,
0: did I said, I think I said things people, a lot of people haven't heard in, including ignore your children, but it's the same concept. I didn't say ignore your children. <laughs> say hi to your wife and your husband before your kids. You got to trust me. I'm not the greatest parent in the world,
1: but you got to trust me, right? Then the dog after the kids. Oh, dog third. Does the dog make the list? Yeah. third. Okay. okay. But before the goldfish, right?
0: Yeah. Exactly. See, there's a pecking order. There is a pecking order. And it's an important pecking order. And listen, if you have no problems in life, don't listen to me. It's pretty cool. If your kids are perfect, don't listen to me. If your dog is perfect, do not listen to me. If you're just listening to this podcast for some interesting stuff, great. If you're listening to this podcast because dog problems, you should listen to me because the dog numbers are there. It's been many. I don't make anything up. You're like Wilt Chamberlain numbers, right? (laughs) Yes. If you want it, you want women advice, talk to will.
1: True. The proof's in the pudding. You pick that one up quick. Good yeah. Work. No, I know. I know what's up. I feel good that because you have this hierarchy and like before you even go to Liz and then to the kids, you come here first. And I really appreciate that. Yes,
0: <laughs> I do come here and then I go home. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that. that makes sense right attention withholding is a powerful tool and you should use it if you have if you have disrespect problems with your dog what's disrespect your dog launching you is full on disrespect now you did it you you caused the problem i get it you're the one who pet who who petted them when they jumped on you you're the one who who didn't walk through the door and you you did it all but we got to change it just cuz you made the mistakes doesn't mean we don't change there's no there's no um your your dog doesn't have the right to be touched by you whenever they want you think they have that right maybe and maybe you want to do it great pet them all day long but if your dog's launching at guests coming in the house attacking dogs you're not going to change launching at guests at the moment of launching at guests you're not going to change attacking dogs when they're attacking dogs I can't change Attacking dogs when they're attacking dogs. All the work needs to be done, needs to be front loaded. Okay.
1: Oh, you're back to the laws of power. So, all right. I wanted to do something crazy. We don't have to do it now, but I wanted to go through some of the laws of power. Let's do it quick. And I want to see how it relates to dog training.
0: Okay. Never so, outshine the master. That relates one hundred percent.
1: How does it relate?
0: Well, it's a weird way to put it. Never outshine. A dog's not trying to outshine his master. The master, but you're you're the master think of yourself that oh, way
1: yeah you got you got to be whether it's they call it the alpha the dominant the king whatever right you're the boss you're the boss you are say. the boss if you're if you're
0: you know if you have ki- children uh, you're the boss can anyone really say that's not true well you can say it's not true that you're not doing it but can we say there's no benefit to that okay sorry I'm, guys. I'm
1: not saying people should live by these laws of power i'm just saying they're interesting and, and it's and a really popular have, book have them at your disposal yeah
0: the 48 laws of power never put too much trust in friends
1: and learn how to use enemies
0: <laughs> and learn how to oh and learn how to use enemies it doesn't apply to dog training unless i think about it which is boring of me just it's more like yeah you have podcast. to put a muzzle on your friends or something yeah, like i don't know that, right conceal your intentions
1: that's like that one, um, remember the, what was the name of the the skillful deception video you came out with where you're tricking the dog. Remember you were, oh, you yeah. did that, make intentions. it, you make it seem like you're going one way and then you go the other. It's all about leash. That's uh, true.
0: Plus like that, the we talked to last week's podcast and I post on Instagram that, that pit that was launching itself at me. I'm just walking for a long time until I'm like, I'm not going to be like, no, stop it. I'm going to try to grab you. And. He learns to jump away from me. I'm basically like, when it's time to go, it's time to go. Bop, grab. And mm-hmm. the dog's like, Holy mackerel, I'm not gonna let you learn to jump away from my hand by acting like I'm gonna like like half-ass grabbing you. Yeah. Conceal. So I was concealing my intentions. Well, if you until- think about
1: it, you're whenever you get the leash on a dog who's tough on the leash, right? You're you're always concealing your intentions. You're always you're always trying to be unpredictable. So he follows you. And you just if I've watched you that's once, what I'm I've watched doing. you a thousand times, right? You're just making short quick movements and you're turning. Hey, I'm not going there. I'm not there. I'm here. Are you watching me? And you're trying to get that dog yeah. to check in with you, right? So that's
0: Yeah. I'm not forecasting uh that we're going forward. Sometimes oh no, but the next one's the we're best, We're two for
1: but we're two for three. Bro, that's sixty-six. We're about to be three for four.
0: Always say less than necessary.
1: That's kind of what I was, or that was part of what I was Bro, saying.
0: Bro, I just today every every day, fifty percent of my clients, ah, thirty percent of my clients. I'm saying you gotta stop talking to your dog, saying their name, saying no. They people, it's the touching thing too. You're constantly talking. Your your voice is wind in the trees to your dog, and they don't do what you're saying to do. Why do you keep talking? Because when you're talking, you're forgetting what you're doing with your body. This is very important. You so, because because we're humans, so when we talk to people, we assume they hear us, and they do hear us. So we're communicating through voice. With a dog, you got to stop communicating with your voice because then you'll focus on your body because that's almost all the communication with a dog. Whereas it's seventy percent with people, it's ninety nine percent with dogs. Thirty percent communication with well, tone is part what you say is part, and then your body language with people is actually a giant, like 70%. They yeah. Say. In, in but with even, dogs, it's 99.
1: Yeah. And even if you don't believe... And tone is 1%. Think about that too as you <clears throat> as you walk down that idea of saying less than necessary. A lot of times things are important, right? So we want to talk about them a lot because they're super important. Uh, we had a conversation before, which I think was a good conversation, just a normal business conversation. Before this but, podcast. But if I were to basically bullet point it and just say here's what's going on here's one two three four five what do you think like i think we underestimate the fact that you can just take five quick bullet points and be like yeah but it's like we feel the need to like be labor to make sure that they know yeah versus this which is just like just say it yeah just say it and but that's exactly right whether it's dogs or kids right you're not if your kids are acting out you're not going to get the best results by talking to them for an hour about it you, you're like hey right yeah. and you
0: it's got to be a mix yeah you exactly. got to talk to them all right the next one's actually pretty good too but but i have to change it so much depends on reputation okay what does reputation mean to a dog it means nothing but here's what matters hmm. when a dog comes in i'm i'm walking and looking at them and acting different than their owners my, I'm, I'm, I'm different like that my reputation is already different like things have changed. This is now the new normal. You got to respect this, this guy. And then it trickles down to other people in that dog's life. I don't know if that totally works.
1: No, that's good. But yeah. reputation
0: is, is a weird word. It no, doesn't apply to dogs.
1: It's still though. If you think about as it relates to dog training, right? Your body of work with the YouTube, right? And also to me, when I think it says here, say little and be, I'm or no, it's not that one. It's this one. Uh, you know with the reputation guard it with your life um it's reputation because it's it's integral to power with a strong reputation you can influence and intimidate others now some of this stuff is like a little bit Reputation, crazy, but the reputation to word. me is like imagine we have a reputation about posting the podcast each week like imagine if you're just like eh whatever i'm not posting like part of it is reputation based that you're trying to make sure that you're delivering what you're expected to deliver. Yeah. And so it's not just about dog training, dog training. Right. It's about the fact that you don't want to not do something you said you're going to do.
0: All right. Create an air of my- mystery. Okay. um, The dogs come to me and they sometimes are like, what's this guy going to do? You know, this guy does stuff different than my owner. Be outrageous. You are or create mysterious, an right? Air of mystery. Yeah be outrageous or create an aura of mystery. Any attention positive or negative is better than being ignored. Attention brings you wealth.
1: but especially not wanting to be ignored when you're trying to deal with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, aggressive dog yeah, right' you're not, you're, you're not someone to be ignored ever yeah. and that's that goes back to actually this whole point about touching. If they just get what they want from you 24 hours a day, you can be ignored.
1: It's if you it's so important and even and I know all the parents that are listening are thinking, there's few things that can bother you more with your kids than them ignoring you. Like forget the disobeying, just purposefully, just trying to play you off. It was so that there's so much power in the fact of like, when you speak, people are listening and if they're not listening, you're like, Hey, am I talking to a wall here? What's going on
0: with the dog too? When you speak, like you cannot just talk and let's for the sake of time, let's, let's be done. Yeah, are you those. good? What are we gonna do? 48 of them? Yeah, we're good.
1: No, I don't know. I just was on a roll. No, I no, I read a book good. about this. I like it. Yeah, you weren't ready for that, were you? I didn't even I just came up with that.
0: Before. No, we and we applied it pretty good. Um makes sense? Yeah, it's pretty good. It could be a key to your dog training and your dog the respect. Um, I just had a Kane Corso come out today, eleven months old. I'll probably post the video because he basically came out. And he ran around the property and I liked him. He's a good dog. He's a sweet dog. And then he said, Connie Corso. And then he said, I'm going to launch myself at you, you guy. And he proceeded to launch himself at me, not in an aggressive way, in a jumping 11 month old way. And it's not happening. Where does he, I'm going to say this in a hardcore way. I like, I like this dog, but he needs some stuff. Where does a dog, and it's because of the owners, and it's because of it's, it's, you guys have inadvertently not you guys, people have inadvertently done this. Where does a dog think that it can go to someone's house and then launch themselves at at the person's house? He came to my house and he said, I'm going to launch at you multiple times and I'm going to hit you as hard as I can. How is that on how is that acceptable in any way, shape, or form? Forget being anthropomorphic of, oh, you, you, well, a human, I get where a human can do that, but it's a dog. Why is that okay for a dog? Sorry, I get worked up and and throwing the keyboard around buddy. Why it's, here's the thing. It's not okay. And that people have to understand that. I don't take it personally. It sounds like I do, but I don't, I'm trying to get the viewers and my clients and I've done this for so long where I'm, I have to give them that spiel so that they go, oh yeah, okay, and they sort of understand it. Then they can apply the stuff. They have to have the attitude. Then they can do the deal. Okay, you grab him right here. Okay, he tries to mouth you. You take his lip. You put it in your mouth. He bites on his lip. It's like with your little kid brother, quit hitting yourself. Quit biting your lip, bro. You yeah. can quit biting your lick at any time. At any at time. And it, it, was a, it was a battle. Hmm. It was a battle that he loved. And his little tail went. When I grabbed him, he said, yep, I know what's going on. This is what my mom does to me. And then he did every single move in the book. Mouth the arm, flip on the back, put the paw up, put the back legs on. And I and I'm gonna post the video. Yeah, you haven't posted it, right? No, it just yeah. happened today. It's it's awesome. And then by the end of it, it's not a big fun game. The tail stops, then I let him go. And I say, jump on me again. We can we can keep doing this till we'll do you this understand. We will do this all day. And then he did it again, and then we did it again. And then Throughout the rest of the session, he'd run around, have fun with all his friends, introduce Prince, love Prince, but he'd look at me and his ears would pin and he'd go, and you think you don't need to do that with your 100-pound Connie Corso? You're crazy. You're crazy. You're a crazy person. You need to be committed to an institution.
1: <laughs> so I'm to ask you a question. And she knew it. The owner knew it. So... You've heard this kind of do what you say you're going to do, be where you say you're going to be is kind of a words to live by. So do what you say you're going to do. There's That's a pretty big theme on the podcast. And it, I think we could talk about something different, and yet it completely applies to dog training, correct? Like if that dog, how does how does not following through with your dog send a message that takes a ton more time to, train them because you're not delivering each time
0: yes Uh, the concept everyone watching this goes oh that makes sense okay follow through or do what you say you're going to do now how does that actually apply once you have trained a behavior the behaviors are not requests anymore at a year old the behavior is trained and i don't mean well my dog comes to me in my backyard now i'm going to go to the dog park and ask my dog to come no that behavior is not trained you can't go get them because you you literally, you trained a recall. You didn't train a recall in a dog park. Those two totally different things. So, but once the behavior trained, re, you've done the recall at the dog park 20 times. Your dog comes to you. Then your dog decides to not come to you. You're following up with them. You're going to get them and you're bringing them back because they just said, I'm, I don't feel like coming to you guy. Well, your dog's, your dog's not, not a puppy anymore. You want, a, you want a, a life-saving recall? There's a few ways to do it. Never get them management. Never get them in, in situations that they're not going to come to you using long lines or fences.
1: Or, Sorry, bro.
0: Um, or you use an e-caller, of which I am a proponent of, for recall. Or you use my method, which is the go-get method. There are only so many ways to get 100% recall, but to your point, follow up. You've. When you say sit and the baby, dog has been trained in sit, they can be slow. They could even turn sideways and sit. They can do a lot of things, but they're going to sit. Oh, I don't want my dog to be a robot like that. Joel is Prince a robot. I don't, I don't think Prince is a robot. It was Bosco a robot.
1: Um, you follow up. It reminds me of your hell or high water video. Can I show it to Which him real quick? just
0: brought up. Yeah, but okay. We're going to, it's going to blow our ears I off. turned it down a bit. Okay, go.
1: Ready? What so is this, this is the more recent, what is this one? Called? Color high water. Is it this one here? Hopefully. No. no. All this right.
0: This is. is a video of where I go in the pool to get a dog that does not come to me.
2: Recordings just got better.
1: Earth. Are we getting an ad? Go. you don't pay for pre premium mode. No, okay. I don't. Look at this guy. No thanks. We're good on your premium. Just had the and I don't care where this dog goes. On recall, you go we'll get
0: the dog. He jumps away from me. Your dog intro. That's it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. I and mean, this dog was tough. This guy was a tough dog.
1: You weren't planning on taking off your shoes, were you?
0: No. I've been into the ocean to go after a rottweiler who wouldn't come to me so you follow up
1: yeah so it's it's crucial and then when you don't do it like my question when you don't do it it's pretty detrimental right like it can the be. trust can they start going is this person really gonna do are they really gonna come get me whereas like that dog i'm sure after you went in the water was like okay he will come get me yeah it Whether can he, be and we're no, no one's perfect yeah but it doesn't mean that he won't it doesn't mean he'll do what you say but he might also know that you're going to come get him, right? Yeah,
0: and it'll affect him in other ways in life, right? If, if if that dog has leash reactivity, you think crazy guy who comes in the pool to get me doesn't help leash reactivity? It does. It's a, it's a weird one, just doing something different. This crazy guy got his shoes off and came in the pool and then I jumped away and he went and got me and then we pass a dog. The dog's a little more like what's up with uh
1: crazy man over there.
0: What's up with the crazy guy? Maybe I should watch him. And then we start to introduce the petting and the love after the discipline. I think season Milan had a whole thing, right. That he'd say.
1: It's weird because as I sent you a video last night of this, I'd say goofball that was talking about how oh, dominance yeah, 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 was yeah. debunked. And they keep saying the same thing over and over. Like they've read it. They're like parroting it. Dude. Exactly about the whole wolf study um and yeah. so it's just it's shocking but it reminds me of like you've seen all these youtube videos where some guy is acting like a complete madman right and he won't listen to anybody and then some badass maniac guy just like hey get it. and then it's like he totally changes gears right and he's now all of a sudden he's listening and he's like hey i didn't mean anything by it right he the tot- dog or the person no the person oh. like the dominant male changed the entire situation when he entered the fold when the maniac was just going around causing chaos maniac public. dog no maniac person oh but you know what i'm saying it's all right serious guy showed up yeah serious guy showed up put the smack down or just addressed the issue The nanny show yeah it wasn't afraid to the english nanny lady english nanny oh that one lady
0: i mean that sorry that's that's the same type of thing this new oh, woman yeah, yeah, came yeah. in We're the house and goes these are the rules. The rules are going to be applied. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. A yeah. dominant guy, woman comes in
1: the mix. But it's like, it's pretty obvious if you've seen 10 or a thousand of these videos, just how people will change when they're addressed by a more dominant male who's challenging what they're doing. not sure there might be a fight, but if it's, if it is the way it is in the human world, why would it not be the same in the yeah, it's dog similar. world? Right? Yeah. Because-
0: we're all animals, right? Yeah. And you sent me that video. Why is it always like talkers that I, you sent me this video, this guy, and he's like, dominance is not a thing. And he points to all these things that they always say, David Mack, which is debunked. Even he was on, I think, Ivan's podcast and like said, like, this is being totally taken out of context, but they just, I went through his channel. Mm-hmm. He's just talking, just yapping, just yapping away about dog training on a video medium where you can show yourself training dogs. You could actually do. He could have done that talk while training a dog if he wanted to just to. He's just a talker. Remember what talkers were on my dominance hierarchy? I think they were toward the bottom. That guy's it's so funny that why don't these people just show us a better way? If you don't think dominance works, take that conic corso and train the aggressive it's easy whether you put your money where your mouth is and show us the dogs you this is not rocket science
1: you and dog daddy i would love it um garrett all you guys say the same thing where are the dogs (laughs) you guys keep saying it over and over where are the dogs you keep talking about it but you
0: never show us the dogs and they're just like they just like brush it off it's like if we don't They're, they're ignoring you if we don't they go if we don't acknowledge this giant problem that we have of we don't work with these dogs if we just don't say anything about it maybe no one will notice i will never stop saying it it will never go away i would love i would give them grace if they just said listen i'm going to try this aggressive conning corso and i'm going to use positive reinforcement and I'm just going to do it. And they didn't do a good job, but they got the dog 2% better. I would show them grace and say, thank you for just trying. I would show them grace, but they don't even try. It's the craziest thing. And much of society goes, okay, yeah, yeah they don't work with the dogs, but I believe what they say.
1: It's like, but not to, much,
0: a it, small percentage.
1: It's like bodybuilding. They're like, Hey, I'm going to so do a body skinny guy. I'm going to do a bodybuilding channel. But even if he's skinnier, he's not skinny. He refuses to demo the movements he wants you to do. He's like, I'm going to tell you the plan. We're like, well, can you show us how to do it? He's like, I'm not showing you. I'm not going to, I'm not, we're not going to be in the gym at all. Can you show me your muscles? (laughs) No,
0: I I have no muscles. Yeah. Well, why would I listen to you? Well, just, just listen.
1: I Because this is, this is the right way. And he may know more, but we're just curious. Yeah. It's possible he knows more. But remember, there's people that know a lot, but the funny thing is you can know a lot But if you're not implementing it, you don't, it's like that difference between like the belief and the faith, right? You know, where it's like you have a belief in something, but once you actually like take it to heart and do it, now you have like experiential faith that it will work because you've done it before. Like you have faith in your process because you've done it. It's not just like a weird belief. You know that your method works now. Yeah. You've done it a thousand times.
0: uh, My daughter surfs. There's a there's surf coaches out there, most of them were extremely high level pro surfers. Why is that? They know that the kids are trying to get to pro surfers. There's a point at which just a, a a average surfer will not be able to teach the child. Once the child is above, they've never been there. They haven't been in those big waves. They haven't been in those big contests. There's a point at which it just you you need to have been there. There's a point in dog training, you can't talk about aggression if you've never been there. I don't yeah. care what studies say. It doesn't matter. You've had to be in front of that dog and experience the fear in your heart the, in order to coach anybody on it. Yeah. The papers don't, they literally don't matter. No, I don't say that they don't matter. It's a place to start. Then you build. It's talk. It's talk. It's talk and it's fine and it's 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 research and it's all these things and it's things people should know about, and then you go take those papers and those studies and then you apply them to dogs, and I don't expect you to do it for your first time on a YouTube video if you're a YouTuber, but hone your skills then eventually put it on there or or it doesn't you it, there is a point where what you say does
1: not matter. Yeah, because you need to see it. It kind of reminds me a bit of the idea media. and i don't want to make it seem like it's being grandiose here but this idea of like talking about war right like we have not been to war right so I and i we have a friend who we talk about it's on not the, podcast the worst analogy all the time, in the world right we have this friend that we talk about on the podcast all the time he wants to be paid every time we mention him but we will never pay him and basically he's been to war right and so if i were to approach him i would be like okay so what's something like that like if you are comfortable explaining it right i don't go I have a pretty good idea of what that would be like. So, I mean, I haven't been to war, but I have a feeling it's, he'd be like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right? No idea. So to go. So in, yeah. So it's kind of a microcosm of like, you know, if you are in jeopardy of getting bit by an aggressive dog. Changes everything. It's like that thing we read on like episode two or three about the man, the arena Remember the one about the, the credit goes to the man who's in the arena who's actually doing the work. Okay. The, uh, is it? FDR? I don't know. Teddy Roosevelt quote, whatever. Anyways.
0: So, so yeah, the other analogy would be, um, people without kids talking about raising kids. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's close to the war analogy as, as there is almost dude. If you don't have kids and you want to talk about raising kids. And then I was the same way when I didn't have kids. I literally was like, well that doesn't seem I right what do they're that. doing. I wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: But you don't you have no idea what you would do. Yeah. You haven't been sleepless and then you haven't dealt with the teenager. You literally have no idea the day to day of having children. Oh, There's okay. so much going on and I'm not talking about like, oh the kids are being bad, this is hard. How about all the other stuff? How about Being a man of integrity so your kids look up to you. How about, like there are so many challenges. How about keeping your marriage good so that your kids have a good life? This this is multi-pronged. This isn't just about, you don't have kids. You don't know how hard it is when they're freaking out at Target. That's part of it. That's a small part of it. You don't have kids. You don't know anything about, about marriage in a way. You don't know how hard it can be on a marriage. Mm. You don't know the joys of having kids. Like, you it's really a weird, and and it's hard. It's hard. When I was, didn't have kids, I had opinions about child raising and I get it. When I didn't have a dog, I had opinions about dog training. If
1: if you want to learn, you can listen to that. What is it? Teach your children. Well, song. Remember that one? Mm -mm. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Maybe not. Maybe it's not them. Um, it kind of reminds me of, because I want to get back to that point about um, about the dog about whoever said with the thing with the wolf where they were like, oh, David Mack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I was thinking about this concept I brought up here about the you know the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Have you heard of this before?
0: No, you'll have to explain it to me. So I don't and totally I'm not understand, but totally I'm interested into in it. But the
1: idea is like, so I think what it's saying is you know, the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. So they're saying if we don't have any evidence of something, it does not, it's not evidence that it doesn't exist or that there's no of absence, It's not evidence of absence. So like if you make a contention, it doesn't mean that just because there's no evidence for it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, okay. right? Do you know what I'm saying? Because if you're thinking about it, like I'm trying to think, here's what I was thinking about, and I, I don't know that study or whatever, so I'm just gonna kind of wing it. But right. imagine somebody like uh, Mech or whatever comes up with a hypothesis. He works with certain wolves and and then he describes this. And so he has this dominance idea as an example. Well, then they go in there and they go, well, this is misimplied and they prove it wrong. But just because they proved what one man said was wrong, whether he was right or wrong or not, it doesn't solve the issue, right? Just because someone makes a bad study doesn't mean see that study proved that that was wrong. It's like, there was, it was like a more of an, that one's more nuanced, but it's like just because we don't have proof of something doesn't mean like God, right? You could say, you know, just because there's an absence of evidence that there's God, that there is a God doesn't mean that there is no God. Oh yeah. Just that's because, the best example. Just because we don't have that evidence doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right? It means nothing. Yeah, actually. And then that's, then that, that kind of was tying back to what you were saying a minute ago, which is around, um, this idea of, of experience versus papers and uh, or everything else is if you think about experience, you know, People a lot of times do this in like fitness. I watch like fitness videos and things like that, and they'll they'll talk about a program and they'll be like, oh, "Is it good? Is it better than this one? Is it this one?" If you do a program, you're going to learn more than you're ever going to learn by reading about. It. You're going to look at your muscles. Yeah, you're going to actually That's do kind something. Kind of all that matters. Yeah, you're going to do something, but it's, it's not like, all that matters. But if you do, imagine just going through. Like even if you were uh, doing a boot camp, you did some type of like fitness boot camp, and then maybe you did um i don't know you did like a five by five powerlifting type of thing or whatever right or weightlifting deal but you do something like that after six 12 whatever weeks of doing this not only are you going to change but you're going to be you're going to have hands-on knowledge of the ups and downs of it like what was good but oh maybe i was a little bit tired or whatever yeah you're not you don't know that just like reading so one guy tells you that and also you might not respond the same way other people respond yeah yeah. right so it just depends
0: yeah so here, here I just want to say about that mac thing i'm going to explain why i care so little about david mac and whether he proved something or didn't prove something or he recanted it or i care i don't know if i care 0% i care almost 0% because I have had those dogs for 15 years. I've been training those dogs. And it's not like I just said, oh, this dog's aggressive and dominance, dominance, fix this this dog. Bye-bye client. I'll never see you again. Those people come back or call me back or they have another set of problems. And because of the board and train, I'm able to train dogs when they're young and then they come back for years to do follow up board and train or follow up boarding as it used to be. And so I see if my stuff works. So like my experience yeah. is, does it mean there's no place for studies? No, but experience and, but and hands on learning. Of yeah. as a formula. And it, it trumps all of that. And well, if you, here's the thing, if you don't work with those dogs, that's those studies are, are your only is your only window into aggression or dominance or difficult dogs are words written down on a paper. That's all you know. That's your only point of reference. How many dogs have you
1: handled? Let's say just grabbed a leash on. I have no idea. Could it be as much as 10,000 total dogs? It could. That's a lot of dogs. It could be 5,000.
0: More than a thousand for sure. It's more than a thousand within- Because I mean, you did group training
1: classes, right? Three In years probably yeah. so, so many
0: group classes.
1: Let's just say a thousand. If you look at, we've talked about the studies in the past. If you look at the studies, right? A lot of times they're using they're uh, as we've talked about, they're calling people to ask questions, but even if they're wor- they're actually using dogs. Oh, well, we, we took 30 dogs and did this. It's like, yeah, you're dealing with thousands of dogs. So like sample size already, you're already trumping them.
0: And I have um, no dog in the
1: fight. Yeah, you don't need, like, yeah. I don't care what method
0: works best. Sorry, well, you, to do, you do, you do
1: care just be, or I mean, you care ultimately because you're in like seeking the truth and you're trying to like understand,
0: I'm trying to help as many people and dogs as I can, the, um, the, the, cream, when you get to the number of dogs that me and some other people have trained the cream, if you have an open mind, the cream will rise to the top. I didn't choose to my methods. I, I, I literally, it just happened ever so slowly. And I'm still not done learning and figuring things out. But the cream has risen. My 10,000 hours, I've done my 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. And the best methods have risen to the top with some, um, um, with some, there's no, I, there are some ways I don't use the best method. I think e-caller training for recall is the best method.
1: Phew. I
0: just don't want to dive into being, and I don't want to go, well, this is the best, so buy this $100 tool because it's the best for one thing. But it is the best. E callers is the best for fence jumping. No one can deny that. No one will deny that. I would I would try. I hope someone, someone would try. Would
1: deny it, but yeah.
0: yeah, well, they can say it. They can make a video about it. But so it wrote, is the best. I want to put a stamp just contingent punishment when they look up on the fence is the best way.
1: I, I this is a better quote of that absence of evidence does not mean evidence of absence. It says an old quote by Dr. Carl Sagan means in a very simple term that if there's lack of evidence of presence of a thing does not always conclude to the absence of that thing. Totally. My thought, as soon as I read that was about like planets or solar systems, right? There's no evidence that there are other galaxies or additional galaxies. Well, then they get telescopes that are, Oh, there are galaxies. right. So all this idea. And then I actually ran into this with studies, uh, recently, the guy that I was telling you about who has like a fitness program and I was reading it to you. Like what, what was involved in it. If you remember. Yeah, remember, he was saying, um, make sure to take BCAAs, which is like branched chain amino acids, right? He's like, take those, uh, take those before you work out if you're fasted. And he goes, you're going to say there's no good studies on that. And he goes like, I don't give a shit if there's no good studies on this. I've been doing, I've been training people for the last 20 years. He's like, all of those studies are garbage. He's like, they pick random people that don't even work out and they, put them on these weird diets. He's like this, I don't care what they have to say. It's almost exactly like you. Like yeah. he's like I have a lab. It's my clients. We do this all the time. I get results, I put them on the page. I show you the results just like the YouTube videos. Yep. I'll show you what the dog looks like before. I'll show you what he looks like now. Yep. You know. So Yep. So it's like I don't need and also it's like I was thinking about this too like I don't we don't need to prove it to you in a sense. Like we're doing our thing. Right. You're yep. doing your thing and it's working. So I don't need to go find 40 different ways to do this. We have yep. a way that works. Yep. Right. Yep. What do Absolutely. You think? We went off a little bit there.
0: Yeah. We went off on a tangent, but it's all dog training related. You know, I know,
1: which is more than they're used to getting. So yeah. maybe we should go to some comments. What do you think? All right. Let's do it. Oh, you know what? I think you should kick off that um, voicemail. Voicemail. Let me do a comment while you bring up the voicemail. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Um, I thought this was actually funny. Uh so LA Wise says, I was just watching another video and the thumbnail of this podcast came up as a suggestion. And that's when I realized what it was. I laughed out loud because I think those dogs are hilarious. Great job grabbing the current trend. That is about our last thumbnail, which was essentially those two goofy dogs that are what are they concerned or worried, right? Yeah. And it's like a very common thing on TikTok and all these other platforms where Whatever video is going on, they show the dogs like looking all weird. Um, So, anyways, it's very nice that somebody picked up what we were dropping there.
2: Yeah. Hey, calling back in from the Sunshine State. Just had a couple of topics that I was wondering if you could talk about on the podcast. Um, I've got a nine month old dog. He walks totally fine. We'll pass dogs, no reaction. We'll pass like really loud barking dogs, no reaction, but, like, I take him out at night into our front yard, and if a dog is walking past, he'll growl and, you know, post up, and I'm wondering if that will, like, turn into full leash reactivity when he becomes, you know, like, one and a half, or if that's just normal fear period stuff for, like, you know, it
0: being nighttime and him being nine months old. Um, the other thing I was hoping that you guys. Okay. Let's get to that. Nine. That, that sounds like fear period stuff. She says it. Like I say it, fear period stuff. That's what it sounds like. But, um, sunshine, sunshine. I, or I wonder if this is the comment or sunshine. Who's like sunshine state. I think she's been commenting for years and please she's, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Um, Sounds like fear period stuff. What I would do though, because you need to be sure, um, dusk is a very tough time during a fear period. Everything looks different. Dogs get tripped out. And you said your dog will pass dogs, which is awesome. That's why I'm leaning towards its fear period, but I'm not positive yet. You have to get your dogs, your dog playing with like some new dogs. And if your dog is a little weirded out at nine months playing with other dogs, if your dog's happy-go-lucky with other dogs and passes dogs without without incident, but only goes out at night and gets weird at dusk or, or maybe some other random times, then you have no problem. If your dog is a little weird off leash or you're like, Oh, I haven't caught my dog's off leash. This might be a bigger problem that she needs to address. And the second part of her question. Talk about or touch
2: on was like the repercussions of dogs being neutered too young.
1: There's no problem with that. That it wasn't (laughs) ideal for dogs to be neutered young.
2: My rescue was um, neutered like under three months old. So I was just wondering, like, what the actual issues that can arise with that are.
0: Have a great day. Bye. Thank
1: you. Okay. Thank you, Sunshine.
0: A lot of things have changed in the neutering world over the last 10, 15 years. Vets are saying not to neuter your dog. Even vets? Yeah, vets have really come around. Wow. So rescues are behind this, right? They don't want overpopulation. They're neutering at three months. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Like, let's take like the kidneys out of a dog at three months. Do you want to be neutered? I certainly don't want to be neutered. I told my <laughs> wife, I, I don't even know if I want to say what I Go said. ahead.
1: It's just the pod. I just,
0: I'd, I'd end it. I'd end the whole thing. I'd I'd end my life. Have you ever seen,
1: was his name Varys?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd end it. He's I just No,
1: what's, what's the point? It's like being a eunuch.
0: Yeah, I, I'd end it. It'd be over. You would never see me again. Like last week, I would be, oh, someone commented on, Um, what if, uh, we'll get to it later. <laughs> Nuding your dog too young. Take out their kidneys while you're at it. Like you're, you're you're taking out this thing that produces these hormones that that do these wonderful things to organisms and to, to males. Now, at a year, a year and a half, your dog is humping every dog at the dog park. You have a choice to make. You want to go to the dog park? You can't go if they're humping everything. You want my method of to stop humping? It's the shock and awe mark and punish the behavior mark is a clap punishes grab sit him down you might try to Shock try to awe. try to out out correct the wanting of sexual behavior it's a drive that is very strong and it's sometimes really hard to to correct that behavior out ask any man about that drive it ain't easy to get rid of it hmm. at all. So don't do it too young. Wait as long as you can. I'd get Prince neutered. If, if, if at four years old now, he's got all his stuff going through him. He's probably got all, all the good stuff. Why the and, hell
1: would you neuter him?
0: I'm not saying I, he's I, a I champion. I, well, well, I wouldn't cause I want to breed him, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But I'm saying if it, if it, changed my life and i was like i need to do this i need to go to these dog parks i need this i would i would do it
1: hmm
0: i'm not going to i'm just saying listen you got to be open to it
1: yeah i mean it seems it seems like you don't really there's so much overlap between humans and dogs
0: (laughs) they're they're we're we're organisms we're mammals like yeah they're we're here they're intelligence wise they're here chimps are here elephants are here killer whales are here dogs are here pigs are here cats are here then rodents are here blah blah, blah. it's, uh, it's can not share that much a can I a weird
1: thing about speaking we're about, more you're, alike talking about not alike. you're talking about uh, kidneys I was reading I think it was on uh, LinkedIn and the person had a wife who was having uh liver problems and needs a liver transplant and I was thinking liver transplant, like how the hell do you transplant a liver? And I was like, I thought everyone needs their liver. And then I was reading lo- like more into it and they were saying they need you to cut off part of your liver. Oh my God. And I imagine they just repurpose it, right? Because even a small amount of liver is probably better than nothing. Oh, wow. But I was like, man, like they don't even know them. They're just like, Hey, someone on the street, you want to cut out your liver? They're like, we'll pay for your expenses. People I was thinking, that. I hope you'll pay for the expenses
0: hope you'll pay me i hope you'll pay for the doctor to cut dollars. my liver
1: out i mean you know but supposedly you can't there's they can pay for expenses and certain things but there's they don't want to be creating some type of organ drive right <laughs> there's issues to that as well but i didn't even know that was possible but it seems like pretty amazing but i did know my my friend's mom had two kidneys obviously and she gave one of her kidneys to her mom pretty solid it's a big surgery. Bro, I'm I'm giving my kidneys
0: to a a few people.
1: Yeah, who? Would you give me a kidney? No, damn. I'm not gonna give you a kidney. I like how we
0: act like we know that, like you can take out one kidney and and be fine. We don't know that. We don't know know that. I
1: think it's you can take out one kidney and live for a period of time. I'm gonna die for you. Like I'm gonna leave my. Of course, you can die you could
0: die too young you could you could get all these things that they don't even know that happen when you only have one kidney and you're like you get cancer and you're like was it because the kidney removal or was it well I was just going to get cancer well the people are not going to be like it's they want they want organ donors right society wants organ donors you're I probably think- not getting the right information on having one kidney and what it actually does to you yeah, you gave you were given two kidneys for a very important reason. It was not a waste. I had my appendix out. I was told my whole life. I got it out at twelve years old. I was on a camping trip with my school in the middle of nowhere, and my kid, in my appendix, almost burst. They had to rush me to the hospital. At twelve years old, my mom was in there. She she got drove two hours to get Why to me. Why did it almost burst? Well, I had an appendicitis. Oh, that's it. bursts I think eventually. Okay. But anyway, I then read this article like a year ago. It's like, actually, and I was told my whole life, you don't need your appendix. It's this old school thing that yeah. you don't need in your body. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It, it actually doesn't make any sense.
1: It's like your testicles. You don't really need Yeah, who needs them? Who
0: A dog doesn't need You them. don't need those. <clears throat> you don't need those. And
1: you don't need to eat normal food either. You can eat dog
0: food. You can eat McDonald's. Like dogs do. And you'll be fine. So, so. Um, I read this article that actually your appendix is a harb- harbinger, I don't know, for um,
1: for bacteria, the good bacteria. Wow. Who wants that? So it, it has a purpose. Harbinger. So you have to do this every so often. A person or thing that announces or signals the approach <laughs> of another. Wow.
0: Could, they, could I have been right in that? Is that
1: I'm right sure you're or is right. that totally right? No, I think you're right. A no,
0: person no. or thing that announces or signals, the approach of another, and I'm talking about it for... No, I thought Harbinger would be like, like it collects things. Like
1: No, I think... So I did it wrong. I think it's like the can, uh, canary a in run, the coal mine. A forerunner
0: of, of something.
1: Yeah, I think it's... A harbinger? A prelude, something. But yeah, I, I think the point is, is that as we've discussed in God the most recent ones... God made you the
0: way you're made, or Mother Nature made you the way you're made for a very specific reason.
1: I mean, you could, you could, if you take that idea and you just run with it, you go, Hey, the way I am supposed to be is the way I'm supposed to be. Yeah. That's an interesting way. Now, if you start toying with that, yeah. right. And you say, I'm going to take the appendix out. Yeah. And then what's the other, I'll take my tonsils out. Oh yeah. Right. But then it's like, they found tonsils are good too. take your eyeball out. Well, why not? Right. It's like, maybe I want my, or, but so you're like, well, I need my eyeballs. It's like, okay, what about your hands? So where do you draw the line? Like, of course, if there's a surgery that you need to have life-saving surgery, yeah, you're gonna probably do it. And um, one of the funny things too is I think you know, we've been pretty critical on doctors, so we'll back off for a second there. But Will we? they talk about practicing medicine, and I think that's a good way to say it, right? Because you are practicing, they don't know, they have they do have some experience, hopefully, if they have a good heart, they have some experience in how to handle certain issues. Like, for instance, my daughter my oldest daughter's um pediatrician i like would ask him like hey is this okay is she gonna be okay he's like it's fine she'll be fine and i'm like and then he was right like it was it was nothing like he was like don't worry about it it's fine no every now and then they're wrong right but like he was right he's just like don't worry about it it's nothing it'll be fine it'll go away and i think he learned that from a lot of experience yes and so he was kind of probably more of that old school 1970s doctor. That's just like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Would so you,
0: here's, here's doctors and I don't want to paint with a broad brush over but that's this. That's what we specialize on this show. Yeah. And there's a lot of good ones and there's a lot of bad ones. I think doctors, like dog I, don't, trainers. I don't think most doctors really care much about your health that much, right? They're trying to fit you in three days a week so they can golf four days a week right? You ever wonder why you wait so long? It's because they take a lot of days off because they want to golf. And so you're the one in the, you're the one waiting in the office. They don't spread you out, right? Um, spread your appointments out, their appointments out. Um, they don't want you to die and they don't want you to file a report. Yeah. They're really good at those two things. That's what you ever wonder why people can go to the doctor and like get pills or tell the doctor the, the, um, medication you want to be on. Yeah, like they don't want you filing a report. It's a big deal. I knew a doctor, and he he had one report filed against him, and it was a big deal to him, giant deal. So you have a lot of power with your doctor, but they don't want you to die. But also, but I don't think they care
1: much about. I went to a doctor recently, and I thought the guy was great. The bar is so low, though. Like, um, my wife was making a pediatrician appointment. I guess some type of well check thing. Pediatricians are pretty good. And and he goes or so she was trying to make an appointment and it was they they're like yeah i can only see you at um 11 30 and she's like well that's his nap time can is there a different time we can do no nope. it's like how about the following month nope can't do that it's like monthly it's like you can't, can't it has to be during his now na- like don't you think it's good to just let him sleep when he sleeps and then we'll work around that like we can't months yeah. out we can't figure this out it's like yeah. no that's when we do what we do yeah it's, it's right it's like but so I do think it's a low bar. You could easily Im- increase like it doesn't take a great doctor and businessman to wow people probably because think about too with doctors and dentists and the ridiculousness with the punctuality. Like it's you, go ridiculous. To, you go to a doctor's appointment at nine o'clock and it's like they're not seeing you before nine forty five most of the time. Yeah.
0: What is that? What I is know, I just actual... told you what it is. OK,
1: if you they're need me to fill you out in. the form. Yeah. And then it's like. Yeah, they're like, well, they have to How fill out How does this forms. only go one way? Yeah, yeah. It's like there's abs- there's a lack of respect for people's Sometimes. time. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Like in other businesses, they would go crazy. Like what if you met your banker? You're like, hey, let we'll me meet you at nine. And yeah. it's like 10. You'd be like, hey, I thought I had an appointment with you at 9 Yeah. You're like, no, no, that doesn't count. <clears throat>
0: I've gone to the vet before and the vet's like in surgery because a dog got hit by a car. That I understand. Your normal doctor, he ain't doing surgery in the back room on anybody.
1: Yeah, especially if he just like tried to offices, get you guys as
0: yeah, if close hospital, together. It's as different, you
1: right? Can. You're in the hospital, yeah, yeah. there's emergencies. Like if you're just sitting there at like some clinic, like random, yeah. kind of down the street thing, they're not doing life saving stuff, generally yeah, speaking. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a total rocket. So be where you say you're going to be, do what you say you're going to do, right? Yep. That's Comments. the way we live here, or even if it's not the way we live. Hey, we already did that I one. I don't know that. I like that.
0: Um, I like that. She called though.
1: Um, so we have, I thought this was funny. You were attacking people on Instagram last, uh, podcast yeah. and off grid dog says about your arrogant being arrogant. He says, no, don't go soft on us. Arrogance is your most endearing quality. Laugh out loud.
0: Yeah. Off grid dogs get some leeway. Cause he's such a old school, heavy commenter. Um, but like arrogance, am I
1: really, Am I arrogant or is there a better word for that? I mean, here, let's think about this for a second. So, um, just let's not, let's not talk about grappling. Let's talk about something more popular, like, um, basketball. Um, so if you talk about like someone like Michael Jordan and let's just take our way back machine back to, uh, let's say, you know, 98 or something like that and go, you know, Michael Jordan says, Hey, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest, maybe the greatest of all time. Right. If he says that like, well, he's arrogant. It's like, but is he actually arrogant or is he just being truthful? Yeah. It's a tough call. I mean, isn't he the great to me? He's the greatest of all time.
0: Yeah. But then like LeBron does it and these reporters. He's not the greatest of all time. I know. And he, it does come across and I don't want to come across like that, but he, de- there are certain people that say that. And so just says, I just don't like them and it bothers me. But I don't think, I
1: don't think that the top five, top 10 dog trainers, top five, top 10 basketball players. If they say, you know, if, if Kobe Bryant said he was the greatest basketball player of all time, I'd be like, it, you know, and I didn't like him sports wise, but I've, I've learned to love him, but, um, he definitely wasn't a Laker fan. So, um, but he was really damn good. And I mean, we're talking at the highest of the high levels. But so if he said that, what? You're I'd about. be like, yeah, he's pretty effing good. And so I I, w- I wouldn't be like, he's arrogant. I'd be like, no, he probably believes he's the greatest to ever do it. And this moth is going to meet an early demise if it keeps entering the podcast. Yeah. Um, but you see my point? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's arrogant. I think that everyone has their lane. You look at if Caesar Milan said he was the greatest, I think people go, yeah, well, he's, Definitely yeah. one of the greatest. You could say it. I think um, Garrett, Dog Daddy, some of these other folks that um, have done a lot in in the world and have the dogs and the videos to prove it. If they yeah. say they're the best, are you going to get mad at them? Would you get mad at Dog Daddy if he said he he's he's the best? No,
0: you but imagine? I wouldn't get mad at it. I mean,
1: no, because
0: that's a, that's a Dog Daddy. He's that's a shtick. Right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he's uh, there's just some people who have set that up. All right, here's another one from a little hazelnutty. Hmm. It was talking about my death last week. And this person said, what if the circumstances of Joel's death are suspicious? The podcast could just become a weekly update of the investigation.
1: Yeah, like, um, what are they called?
0: Highlighting possible suspects of any conspiracy theories surrounding his death. And
1: oh, like the more. murderinos. Have you ever heard of that? Like, There's people that they love to investigate, like true crime. I, I don't watch them? any of the true crime stuff. No, no, I don't either. My
0: did trick-or-treat resort to violence and being challenged in the comment section? Okay. So, yeah, if, if if I die of suspicious causes... What was the trick-or-treat? What did, what did you just read? I just don't want to keep reading. You want like, me to read
1: it? What did they say? Yeah, that was...
0: <clears throat> Episode 57,
1: Did Trick for
0: Treats it says episode fifty seven. That's why I didn't read it. I don't know oh, where okay. the person's going with this.
1: Oh, maybe they're maybe they're talking about somebody <clears throat> else's podcast.
0: I don't know. Can I see real quick?
1: Yeah. Say something really cool while I look at this.
0: Um, I think you just read different comments because it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, they're talking about something I don't understand. That's okay. Okay, I'll, I'll
0: even give you your phone back.
1: I've got I've got comments when you're ready.
0: Joel, I've learned so much from you. Love how you keep it real. Always peep. Always people that cannot deal with that. Keep up the good. Okay. I do not want to want to read just good comments about us. I got one for you.
1: Crystal. She says, I don't know if it's just me or a certain personality type or being in the 40, 50 range, but there isn't any greater online joy than stirring up all kinds of drama between the boomers and the millennials. And um, I didn't know
0: it was a, I've never thought in those terms. I guess there is like young people who are like, you're the worst person for grabbing a pit bull. (laughs) Like, well, I just. crazy I think it's it's not 50 year old men who are saying that
1: because but what's funny too about millennials is there's all this baggage that goes with being a millennial and I know you're not a millennial you had generation x yeah but I would technically be the oldest millennial that there can be oh really from my birthday birthday birth year whatever um but people go oh they don't have jobs they don't do all this type of stuff and I'll be like did you know I'm a millennial and they'll be like are you and I'll be like yeah yeah but you're you're almost the other thing You don't really count. I I kind of, you can kind of, uh, like you can like, you can like basically like pass a test and just like graduate out of millennial. What's up with my generation X?
0: Like we're we're, total bumps. What's the thinking? Um, basically boomers. I know gen X. I know whatever the people are now. What What are we? We're like
1: boring. No. So what I understand, or I don't understand, but so like boomers, right. Obviously for the baby boom, they most people like to say that they inherited like the greatest amount of wealth that any society has ever and they bought their right?
0: houses at like super cheap and now they're like
1: their parents are products. Make
0: sure you never stop the social that's what our friend said. Make sure you never stop the social security yet. They're sitting on like two million dollar houses they bought for thirty
1: thousand yeah. dollars. Well, the pa- so the the parents of the boomers were the ones that lived in the II. depression, right? Yeah, and fought in World War II, generally speaking. And so they had a hard life and they were savers and badasses mm. right so then you know they ended up kind of leaving the money to the boomers. baby boomers so the baby boomers have basically effed off quite a bit of that cash that you know but that's how it always goes you can't get mad at them because part of it is that if you don't work for the money yourself you're not going to value it the same way that your parents did it's for right so there's something to that so what about X? so then then there's the generation actors which is because all right, that's me. I'm right in,
0: right in the middle of. It. Yeah.
1: So, pot smokers, bums, really? You know, yeah. You know this, or you're just making this up? Drifters. No, I mean, they're they were kind of like a product of the late '70s, early '80s, kind of. They're we're like oh, we're, we're kind of
0: the last like free range, like go on your bike, yeah, and just be out all day.
1: Yeah, I think. That's yeah, right. that's that's the thinking. But it was a bit of their like, I to say lost, but they were kind of a bit ignored like the boomers did a lot even though they weren't like they might not have done a lot of good stuff they did a lot of stuff um and then millennials were kind of you know and i I don't know i believe millennial would probably be 81 to 95 or something i could be wrong i don't know the i don't know the outside range but it was kind of it's kind of like people in their 30s Mm. i'd say right now but maybe not and then there's a bunch of other ones i don't know but just like anything where you try to lump <laughs> everyone together. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And there's some really <clears throat> hard workers in every group. And there's yeah. some slackers in every group. And uh, yeah. I'm sure there was a bunch of, or there was homeless people, you know, that were drinking a bottle all day in the 1930s. and Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or then,
0: people grew up with money. It might be a different experience with broke people, no matter what year they were born.
1: Our um, military guy that we keep <laughs> referencing... He sent me a uh, meme yesterday or whatever, and it was like nineteen-year-olds, uh, you know, like basically saying like, "Oh, life is so hard. I don't know what I'm ever going to do." Right? And then they're like his grandpa. It's like World War Two or whatever, or right. you know. And he's like, they're showing like this battle scene, and they're like firing in a trench. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's at nineteen.
0: Their, it's not their fault though. Like, if you break your arm and you're in the hospital and somebody next to you has a full body cast <clears throat> it doesn't make your arm hurt any less
2: like that's, that's true.
0: your pain like it, it doesn't change your pain level um it you can sit there and go boy i'm glad that's not me but you're
1: still in the pain that you're in i don't know though i might have a, a experience i can't f- fully share but like if you happen to get beat up or just roughed up yeah and then somebody else gets like chainsaw level annihilated you're kind of like scarface style yeah just like bleeding like uh profusely you're kind of like okay that's fine i took an l you took a bigger l like i'll be okay you know and maybe um you know i think that body cast gives you some perspective right you see that guy coming in and you're like whoa Yeah, perspective like this is not and then even still like if you think about the way we live right i mean people are always down on how they don't have um enough money and enough opportunity but you know they kind of joke about this like yeah you don't want to go to other countries right i mean especially like non-western countries you know go try your go try your luck in jamaica go try your luck in haiti
0: i do sort of go like Okay, if a whole group of people are acting a certain way, it's like when you have to bring it back to dogs for me and you're like, yeah, but it's on the owners. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but it's not always on the owners. Like the dog, and you're like, it's on the owners. Well, if a whole group of people, 19-year-olds, are acting a certain way, like is it their fault? Mm -hmm. Like it's someone else's fault, society's fault. They have no hope. Their parents screwed them up. Like something happened. Is it, if they're all... I used to teach dog training classes and I'd go, okay, I'd show the thing and the lure into a sit and I would go, okay guys, everyone go. If multiple people in the class were looking at me weird, mm-hmm. it's because I didn't explain it well. Yeah. And if maybe, maybe they weren't listening. Well, guess whose fault that is. That's my fault.
1: Yeah. It's a, commu- if, if, it's, if, a if it's one
0: person is different. If, if half the class isn't understanding, then I did it. If all these 19-year-olds are acting a fool, well, why are they acting a fool? Why is a whole group of people? I was at SeaWorld and they used to do this thing at SeaWorld where they we'd go to dine with Shamu, which is a kind of off-the-cuff talk. And sometimes trainers would go, hey guys, how are you all doing today? And then the people would go, and they go, hey, and this, is, this bothers me to this day. And now that you've seen this, it's going to bother you and it should bother you. And I, I see it at parades or I see it somewhere the person on the mic gets up and goes, how's everybody doing today? And everyone goes, and then they go, Hey, what's going on? I know you guys can do better than that. How are you doing today? And then everyone claps, bro. You didn't get them going the first time. You don't get to blame them for their lack of response. Your weekend, You screwed up. Yeah. Don't, don't put it on them to clap louder. It,
1: or it we're like, gonna, really bothers me. Or we're going to hold you hostage until you make a certain amount of noise before someone comes yeah, out. Yeah, like, you you on, did a bro.
0: horrible job getting them going and now you're like, what's wrong with you guys? We need a louder clap for your own ego. You screwed up. So someone told me, don't ever do that. Like, I think so. All these 19-year-olds or whatever the age is, I don't know, they're doing
1: whatever no, they're you're doing. you're bringing up a, an excellent point.
0: Oh, thank so, you.
1: And I don't like to give you credit often, but you are right. So I I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast or not, but I have been in debates about age and things like that in uh, generational conflict, as this person's saying. And one of the things about it was, um, they were saying, oh, well you're the, the era the era of everyone gets a trophy, right? Oh, you got it finally. Oh, Um, don't get me started on trophy stuff. I have a difference of opinion. So when I was young and I I don't, I think I missed that generation, but I think I was close to it. But here's the thing is like, everybody gets a trophy. And then I, you know, I thought, okay. So imagine you had a, a person who's thirty right now, and it, when they grew up, everyone got a trophy. And I was thinking, to your point, well, who, who? How did they the get tro- the trophy? <laughs> they didn't go buy the trophies, right? I mean, yeah. the kids don't do that. Yeah. So the parents went out and mo- wanted to make sure. So you're yeah, blaming yeah. the kids when it was the, when the it was the people thirty years
0: older are the ones who messed
1: that up. But the people that actually are complaining about everyone gets a trophy, it was their family and their wives or husbands who. Totally actually true. we're buying the trophies totally true and now they're complaining about it totally true which is so true just in general that like who would else would complain other than the person that is actually to blame
0: That's so true
1: yeah but what you're Quit saying blaming yeah you're on point with this like um why is it the way it is like why you know this is a really hard truth we've talked about this a lot with the youtube stuff well why doesn't this 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 video is really good why didn't it get any views? Because it's, it's like, not good. It sucks. The yeah. fans think it sucks. No one's interested. They don't care. They don't care about the topic. They don't care about the footage. They don't care about your voiceover. It sucks. You did a bad video. Yeah. YouTube, more than any other
0: medium, knows what a good video is. Because you yeah. can't share them. Because yeah. you... Or
1: it's hard to share. Or yeah. it's
0: hard to share them. Whatever. It's the, the, the algorithm picks up a good video. Yeah.
1: And knows when people are watching. And, and if people aren't watching, it's a bad video. Yeah, look go to youtube go to uh you know slash beckman dog training click on the videos and then sort it by popular and look at the top and all top 10 are over a million views click and watch each video yeah you'll be like even if you don't like joel you'll be like that's a pretty good Mm -hmm. engaging video i I couldn't stop watching yeah there and then if you look at the top video which was um the The hound hound video. video yeah um what is it can a doberman help another dog or something like that yeah um that video i've watched it multiple times i've re-watched it and i'm like this is such a damn good video because there's a story about the dog prince roughs the dog up the dog makes good progress right there's there's just so many elements of then i take magic. prince
0: and i talk to him oh yeah and like it's okay, Princey. And you can hear me like in the background, like there's an air of weirdness. People still comment. They're like, yeah. that was weird. So there's like this extra thrown in, like, weirdness to it, which oh, makes it interesting.
1: It's so good. I feel like we should show it. No. No, you don't want to show it? No. Are you embarrassed? No. The I the part don't where you hold it. Again. <laughs> you go, you go, it's okay it's okay prince it's okay you do it and you did it for a little while and you kept it yeah, in there and i too. kept
0: it in because i didn't know the video was getting seven million views
1: yeah and then also you can when you go through a lot of them will have the like peaks and valleys right and it'll show yeah, what yeah. people are focused are rewinding and watching over and over and then you go yeah those are the most exciting parts yeah, they of always it. are and so when people go it's
0: kind of like um who wants to be a millionaire the the best one was the crowd what the crowd thinks is the right answer yeah it was never wrong because yeah. it's a lot of people yeah. giving it the cream will eventually rise to the top when yeah. you have enough people when enough people view a video they will tell you the best parts it's, actually, it's not up to me to know the best parts
1: yeah just phone a friend it's like phone of course, a friend well now there's like google it would be pretty hard to yeah solve that but it, but yeah exactly if you ask enough people you're generally going to get what you're going to get actually is conventional wisdom probably. Uh, but if you think about dog training, um, you know, it, the cream has risen to the top and those top people that are making the biggest impact. It's like the people that are not making the biggest impact that might be the loudest. They are not working with the aggressive dogs. Yeah. And so it, it just, it's funny because it goes back over and over to like, show us your, you, you've said this a million times, but show us your work. We'll take a look and we'll see what we think. like, don't tell me how to fix a car. Show me how to fix it. That's what YouTube's all about. It's a video medium. If we were at a debate on
0: a college campus and we were talking, that's a different story. Yeah, and and you know the thing about it people though, even with videos, people talking on these videos drives me insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're doing a podcast, I get it, right? Yeah, and to be to protect it's ourselves a freaking podcast. Yeah, what like, are we going to well, do? We're not going. No, yeah, but then you got the people in the comments that are like, well, hey. Like I liked your videos. Like we're still doing videos. We're doing yeah, this yeah, yeah. also. This is um, this is not labor of it. love. Yeah, it's a labor of love. Um, let's do more. Do you have any more um comments? Probably. Go ahead. Okay, I always have great comments here. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm not gonna read that one, dude. I've got a lot of them, dude. That's Joel,
0: Joel, so savage on the comment replies. A, it's hilarious. This is exactly what the Instagram community needs. I like savage. I like when people are savage in the comments, and I think most people like that. But you get into these arguments that I don't have time for. This or is, I get into arguments. I don't have time for.
1: This is what the um, what we were mentioning earlier, right? It was this playful tree said you give so much good content already. Throw us a bone and have Eric training dogs for the first time on camera. I want to see how good of a trainer he could be. Also, I'm I'm I think in love. I'm love behind the scenes looks at how businesses work. An hour long session, I'd play in the background. So a lot of people also said that they would like to see just the raw videos posted. Um oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a good one. One hour. Are you? Yeah, at some point. Hmm. They want to see it. Okay. Here's one. Oh my God. Y'all are hilarious. I would like to hear from Liz. Liz is my wife. I mean, come on, boys. Laugh out loud. That's from Tracy Tracy J G S mom. Um, Liz doesn't want to drive out here. I know. She can. She there's an open invitation. She doesn't want to sit in between us and talk on this podcast.
1: I know she has. I'm sure she has no interest in doing. We this.
0: have three kids. We have a whole business to run. Um, I would like to see Liz here, but I don't know if it's going to
1: happen. Yeah, I know. It's like I work all day. Family's hanging out. Uh, we're in here yeah, Recording I, the podcast. this is not at my house. Yeah. This, this is, podcast. Yeah. I know people are like, why is Eric there? I'm like, it's at my mother effing house to start. Right. That's a good way to go. Yeah. And then people are always asking these questions and I'm just like, guys, you guys are dragging me mean, nuts with all your questions. Yeah. You know? Um, so, oh, here's what we have to do as well. Um, we are going to do the Russian roulette comment. All right, go. I had this, I told this to Joel, so he's going to minutes. scroll. And and finally, just just start swinging around here.
0: You got to pick the one that you. And it could start going and then
1: just stop. Put my finger down here. Oh my goodness. I've actually read this one. I wish I didn't today already. This is the worst comment I could have possibly read. I read it like a few weeks weeks ago. Oh, you've read it. It's from Mindy. And I'm going to, I'm not going to sing it in this, this way. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about death. What's well, Let's interesting, talk about right? death.
0: Keep reading it. That's it. Oh, so she just sung a song in the comments. You know what song that was, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Let's talk about. So, yeah, we we're talking about death last week. That was. I like that comment.
1: I mean, it was good. I just didn't really want to sing it. How about this yeah, one? Yeah, I just did true. another one. Uh, soulless. What galls me most about pit people is that they totally ignore and often even refute what and why the pit was even bred for and to do. Nothing about that dog is for friendship or companionship or even human interaction or anything of the sort. That dog was created to do one thing, and sadly, to many women and children, it's still doing what it was made to do, injure, maim, and kill. I am a dog lover and have a dog soul, I would even say, but pits, in my opinion, are one of the only dogs that would be better off gone, period. Might sound harsh, but damn. And that might be why we don't do <laughs> Russian, Russian roulette, roulette. comment. What are your, what's your thought on that comment?
0: I like that comment. It is amazing the love and the hate I got for the Instagram video that has almost a million views where I simply grab a pit bull. The yeah. people... People lost their minds that I would grab a dog by the collar you broke their brains at my property the dog goes one they thought I had a toy in my hand I didn't They lost their minds. this the strongest dog in the world, pound for pound, maybe it's a um, maybe it's a bull terrier, maybe it's a pit bull in the world they don't think can be hand can be grabbed by his collar. That's literally what they think. They think he's a poor little baby. I'm trying to save that dog's life. I'm not trying to. The folks that would do it differently are the ones that are going to get that dog killed or get. And that dog, listen, I'm, he was he was young. I was trying to prevent future problems, but they lost their minds. So um, I'm eliminating pit bulls as a breed. This is a weird area. That's a real weird area. Well, here's why. We're not killing any dogs. They they eliminate the breed, and this isn't humans we're talking about. This is dog breeds.
1: But if it's they, also under the bro, list of things that aren't going
0: to happen, right? They, it could happen. It won't happen in America. America. It's, right. It happened in Europe. It's happening right now, and and it, it's such a strange argument. Um, <clears throat> we no no dogs are going to die. I don't no think dogs. they don't kill them. They yeah. somehow phase the breeding imagine out of would, the dog.
1: Imagine trying to kill all the pit bulls in America. That would be like, yeah, that it would never happen. Completely impossible. Bro, I and, love and no Dobermans. No one, no one, no one who owns one would allow it.
0: Yeah. for a second. I love Dobermans. Here, here's where I stand. Here's where my attitude is. In your humble opinion, I, I, I love Dobermans more than any breed. If they tomorrow outlaw Dobermans, I'd go. Oh, that's too bad. I'm gonna get a Rottweiler. Yeah. <laughs> but the pit bull people lose their minds. It's the weirdest thing to me. Can someone explain it to me? I think it's this sort of <clears throat> they think animals are people and they think they're they're eliminating a race of people because animals are the same as people. I don't know what it is. Literally, if they all Dobermans, I would go, okay, I'll get a Rottweiler. But the pitbull people are like, no, 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 no.
1: We're not standing for this. Have you ever heard what's that? Have you ever turned uh heard the term suitability before? Yeah, they have a suitability when it comes to um investing, right? So let's say you're going to you know you want to invest in the stock market. Well, first thing you're going to ask somebody is, Are you 18 years old? Are you 40 years old? Are you 80? Right? If you're 99 years old, that investment might not be suitable for you. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. Is uh, suitability the quality of being right or appropriate for a particular person purpose or situation so we should make a video called dog suitability so like if you think about suitability you know is a pit bull a suitable dog for joel to own probably now maybe not the perfect breed for a helper dog print, but helper i could dog. own one yes but yeah could you own one yeah would it yeah. be fine of yeah. course like if it was from a rescue would it be more difficult i bet it would be for anyone. but Yeah. For anyone, but could you take a pit bull puppy and make it a fantastic dog? Of course. Right. So, but it's suitable for you now is a really, you know, you know, big, whatever, press a Canario. Is that good for your 87 year old grandma? Yeah. Probably not. No. Right. So suitability. Yeah. Suitability. Are you into that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we should re- I should tell you this one comment, which goes along with this, and then we should be done. Um, an Instagram comment. Somebody, I had never thought of it this way. And I think about things outside the box, box, especially when it comes to dogs, but I'd never quite thought about it this way. Somebody goes, it's all about how you raise them. And if you raise them right, they're going to be fine. Then the smart commenter said, If there is a breed that you need to raise perfectly so it doesn't maul people, that breed should be eliminated. That is not a bad point.
1: Yeah, but what about the, I mean, the only issue becomes how much damage is done from an attack versus basically you've been bit by a golden retriever. I know someone's, daughter who got bit by a golden retriever in the face
0: yeah no no no. the the, the damage from an attack is the point that true. is the argument against pit bulls true that's but the it,
1: only ar- they're not really no, they're, then, then it's a level of degrees right because yeah. you're saying like oh well this one disfigured her face but the pit bull disfigured it a lot worse exactly but it's like either one is bad True. Either one is life changing. True. So it's like they're but not going to go. Worse. They're not going to go get golden retrievers. But one is worse. Yeah, but but every dog, if you breed it bigger, will be worse in a sense. Yeah, but right? pitbulls aren't that big. Yeah, but I don't even know what a bull is, really. Right? I mean, oh, I you think of like I'll
0: say pitbull in the in the in the, on the voiceover, and people are like, "That's not a bull. I'm like, "No, you can't." What the get... hell is a pitbull? You first, of and all... they act like they know. These
1: people don't even know. There's well, pitbulls. The, pitbull the rapper. Like a rapper. Actually, I think I spelled it wrong too. Is pit bull? But the thing is, is there's so much. It's like pit bull in my mind. It's like yeah, it's this, it's this, it's this omnipresent. Like big jaws, right? They're they. um, It's stupid. It it covers a extremely wide. It's like saying uh, I mean they are a terrier, but it's like saying terrier almost right. It's such a. It's like a retriever. There's such a large number of animals under the pit bull umbrella. Yeah, and people think that they have the now listen, is
0: a is a Staffordshire Terrier different than a pit bull? Yes. Is a bull terrier different than a pit bull? Yes. Is a bully different than a pit bull? Yes. But there there are these sort of changing um what is a pit bull and what is not a pit bull. It is it's
1: changing. We we have not mm. figured it out. I used to hear that I when I used to talk about pitbull I used to hear that a Staffordshire Terrier was a pit bull. That's what i would originally yeah. if you look at wikipedia it says a pit bull is a term used in the united states for a type of dog believed to have descended from bull and terriers while yeah. in other countries such as united kingdom the term is used as an abbreviation of the american pit bull terrier and so they're already kind of getting into that within the united states the pit bull is usually considered a diverse grouping that includes the breeds american pit bull terrier American no, no. Staffordshire Terrier. According to the
0: comments, there's no diverse thing. It is one
1: thing. Yeah, of course. Well, the comment people are never wrong, too. Uh, American Staffordshire Shav- Terrier, American Bully, which we just discussed. No, no, no. Staffordshire Bull Terrier, and occasionally the American Bulldog, which is also what we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, which is different. So, but then even still, if you just saw a Presa Canario uh, or other dogs like that you would probably be like that's a big pit bull right yeah well not a there I, mean, I mean the, the, the layperson. person are. Right? i mean yeah your average person doesn't hey there's I'm a pit bull off a oh tell her i said
0: hi by the way oh uh, i can't i'm doing a podcast oh, i'm saying okay. doing podcast oh, she left a voicemail doing podcast what's up when you have kids you need to get back to your wife even if you're in the middle of a podcast because they might be on the way to their hospital the hospital it's not the craziest thing to think
1: how can you help them? And as that relates to that, I would leave. Okay, that's good. But like sh- crazy stuff happens. Yeah, I think. But yeah, so I think to put a fork in the podcast, um, more drama. I think next week, if you could work on IG to get into more arguments with people on that Please, no. that video, um, you can get more death threats. Did you stop. didn't bring up the death threat thing? Oh yeah, Post can you bring that up story. and we'll we'll go out before? You I don't know how it. to find it.
0: Yeah, the the they, they, they got a death threat
1: they're basically trend. saying i hope the dogs turn on you and you die they basically no, they eat you, you to death yeah there you go like and
0: like you die like, and then they like,
1: said for the way you train oh like, yeah in, in quotation right. because you're not a real trainer you are a fake trainer and why you're...
0: is it that the force-free folks seem to be so angry forceful? why is it the positive folks are the opposite of positive
1: is that like antifa or something like that
0: it's animal rights bro they love animals they hate people but it's like
1: anti- that's animal antifa rights. anti-fascist yeah but then people go they're fascist yeah go, yeah yeah yeah. that's but they can't be fascist the <laughs> They're called anti-fascist <laughs> it's like this is a good deal it says it right in the title they're not gonna it's li- actually genius they're not gonna lie to you yeah it's, it's like, actually very smart it's like yeah it's the best damn story uh, sports show period it's like well, it must be, and of course, it's never as advertised, right? If we call ourselves force-free, Every people will think we are
0: nice, yet we are so angry at everybody. Yes. Unless you do it our way, we hate you, and we wish you died.
1: Yes, and we will, we will do whatever but we we're can force-free. to absolutely destroy you, your life, your family, everything about you. We might burn down your house and do all kinds of stuff, right? But- we're first force free but we're force free so as a parting gift everyone go to um youtube search the george carlin joke about religion it's pretty good all right love you see you guys